Good morning and welcome to the daily news for the 9th of the 8th, 2023. My name's David Tomlinson and with me is my good friend, well, David Pollock, you're looking younger every day. <laughs> no, obviously, uh, Colin McDuff with me today. Uh, welcome, Colin. How are you? Thanks very much for having me on, Davey. Good to be on. Um, I think I said this last time, it's nice to be chatting to somebody else in the morning shows. Um, hope the listeners are okay with me replacing Davey Pollock. Nobody can, nobody can replace a gallant too, but I'll do my very best to fill in um, to, uh, to, to keep things sticking over. Oh, no, you're the, if, if I wanted a, a, a replacement, Colin, you'd be first on the list. So that, that, that you would say be... that to every replacement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's, let's crack on with it. Um, John, uh, Bisgrove has said that come out said today that we're wanting to be in the Champions League, that we are ready for it. We don't want to use the Europa League option. Uh, I think that I think that's we want to bend with the money, Colin. I think that's the, the way we, we need to go, really. Aye, um, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the reaction of this on Twitter because it's been a it's been a big debate um, over the last few years about where the where the Rangers fans want to see themselves, where they want to go, and there's a lot of. I suppose pragmatists who said we want ideally want to be in the European League and we can get a better run, more chance of winning it, more chance of going further. But then there's also I don't know the the inner football fan. You always want to be at the bit competing with the elite, um, and obviously with the elite you get more money as well. I don't think James Bisrove could have came out and said anything else. Um, I think, can you imagine the uproar, Davey, if he came out and said, oh, no, we're happy to be the Europa League. He would have been called a loser, a loser's mentality. He can't say anything else. And incidentally, I think he's right. Like, well, well, the biggest team in Scotland, yes, the 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 chips are against us, the, the chips are stacked against us, the odds are against us when it comes to the Champions League. But... I want to see Rangers strive for that in the Europa League being a fallback option. It also says that we are ready for it. Uh, looking at Saturday's uh, display, Colin, um, can we can we put them apart? Can we keep them separate? Or does the forum for the, the league actually mean we've also got forum? If you look at the run we had a few years ago, our, our league forum wasn't that brilliant either, but Obviously, we got to Seville. Can we can we keep them apart? The two the two things. I, I think so, um, because a completely different it's a completely different style of football. It's almost a different sport altogether. Going from playing European football to the backwater that is Scottish football. Having said that, um, you do need to build a bit of momentum, and you do need to build a bit of form. I think uh, Saturday for me, I know we've picked it apart on the podcast um, through various different shows over the last few days, whether it be the new show or the, the live stream. I, I think we draw a line under that and, you know, just hopefully that's that's an outlier and that's just a poor start um, and the, the season starts now. Um, I think we can separate them. If you look at the players, we, the players we've brought in are a lot of them have played a more technical game, so I do think we'll see them maybe play with a wee bit more freedom, um, a wee probably a bit more space to move move the ball into uh, tonight. Yeah, um, 
obviously John John Lundstrom and Beale done the press conference yesterday. Uh, Similarly, I've I've seen supporters saying you obviously are in the press area quite often. Is it a case of if you do the press conference, you're in the team? Yeah. So if you're in the press conference, you're guaranteed to be in the squad. Um, as somebody who's going to be in the A team, who does the press conference, more often than not, it's like 98% of the time, whoever does the press conference will start the following game. Um, so, John Lundstrom, uh, and I, I know we, we have the running joke where um, I'm, I'm Mr Lundstrom's biggest supporter and you're my arts nemesis, even I can really excuse him for Saturday. Um, but all I can really hope is that while he's brought in to allow the, the more flair players to go and play their game tonight. Well, I certainly, I mean, obviously my opinion of him is, uh, is, is well known, but obviously I, I, I hope I hope he turns it around and I hope it starts tonight and, and he goes on and has a great season. I really do. And at the end of the season, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> putting the accolades onto him because that's, that's the way I would like it to go as well. Bygrove also had, I know you touched on the other day, um, about the supporters at, at Parkhead. Do you think, we'll, well, obviously the next game is only 700, 7,800. Um, do you think that'll change? Do you think it'll go back to the European of 2,500? He's made it clear it'll never go back to the full Brimland stand, um, which is right. I, I, I think I've said before um, on previous shows and on different podcasts as well that my first season ticket was in the Brimland Rail and I, I never got a, an old firm ticket um, until three, four years into having my season ticket. Um, so I absolutely understand. See if you've got a season ticket, we need to look after our own fans first. But I think the fair compromise, this isn't a popular uh, opinion, I think the fair compromise is the European allocation. I think that's eventually what we will go to. But right now it's um, Rangers and Celtic waving their cocks to try and um, outdo the other one. Um, in, terms of, in terms of this ticket nonsense, um, I think this season it will stay at 700 and then maybe in the future we'll see it go to the European allocation, which we'll be okay with as long as we don't go back to the full one. But I don't know about you, Davey, what I I touched on on Monday was my worry is that we give Celtic an away allocation for the the, the first Old Firm game at Ibrox and then in the December game. Celtic refuses. Um, if you know, I, I will be. I will be quite annoyed if Rangers allow that to happen. Yeah, well, they said they're going to refuse the tickets anyway if they don't get a bigger allocation. So, well, I don't think there's many Rangers supporters that actually bothered about that. No, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll not lose any sleep over it. No, I won't. No, well, it will save the smell <laughs> in the park. <laughs> so. Um, the one thing that I think it's David Pollock that's actually been pushing it more than more than anybody else is uh, the Club World Cup. I don't know whether you've seen it, Colin, but seemingly David's been pushing it. We need to get into that. We need to get into that. If we and the way we are just now, we are. Well, yesterday I seen actually. I think it was a UEFA spokesman says that actually the chances of Rangers getting into it are very very slim. The way the children, the children, the way the the it's set up. That there's a, there's virtually no chance of Rangers getting into it. Have you have you any comments on that? 
first of all, we touched on it on the Premier League podcast as well, which is um, about the, the Club World Cup. Um, we, I think the, the landscape of football is changing and with FIFA are obviously trying to take the monopoly away for UEFA because it's always been Europe's been the elite, but with more money popping up in the Middle East and in America, they want to like they're trying to build a platform where all these teams can compete. Um, the teams with the most money can compete. So this is going to be massive when this lands the Club World Cup. It's going to be there to stay, um, and it's going to, I think, in time over the next 10 15 years, it will be the elite competition in, in world football. Um, whereas right now it's the Champions League that's that. So we, we need to we need to be at that table um, as a global brand. As a, I know we are biased, but it's one of the biggest teams in world football, biggest names in world football. We need to be there. The UEFA spokesman, I've seen the comments, and there's a few different comments flying about where. You know, there's reports saying Rangers are likely to go in, others saying Rangers are unlikely. The only people that can determine if we're going to be in, the only hi, the only ones who can determine if we're going to be there are Rangers. It's all down to the European performance this year. And that's where that's what opens up the conversation about, you know, is it better team for the Champions League or the Europa League this year? Because Champions League less likely to pick up coefficient points. Europa League we can get a run, but it is all really dependent on the European performance this year. We need to have a decent one. Um, I think we best case scenario, best realistic scenario, we get into the Champions League and we aim for that third spot to drop into the Europa League, um, which should see us qualify for the the Club World Cup Championships or the Club World Cup, whatever it's called. Oh, <laughs> need to get used to that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to get used to all the new names and the team and never <laughs> getting other competitions to get worried about. <laughs> my dad can't quite um, grasp the Seaman uh, Lammers. He keeps on saying, that boy Sammers. Um, <laughs> play him behind the striker. <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. It, it, it was my tondo that took me it took, took me ages to be able to say my tondo. I don't know why, but it just kept getting it wrong. <laughs> and I see, see when I look at the Rangers websites, most of the, a lot of people still say spell Lundstrom wrong, so a lot of them are still not into that one yet. Go on, Fashion Sakawa Jr. joins Alfea Football Club. Um, it's a, it's a, a discussion we've had on every... It's now official. Uh, he won't be playing tonight, so obviously, um, could it be a mess? Well, I, I think um, we we might come to this later in the pod. Um, yes, I think he will be a mess. Um, I think like, I, I read out his um, farewell statement um, yesterday morning, and I was holding back to tears doing that. Like his personality, first and foremost, it's, he is infectious. He really is um, in terms of a person. He's the right type of character you do want in, in the, a Ranger club, but more importantly, Rangers need goals, um, and I think we've got to come to that. And I, I said time and time again last year that I see Fashion Sakala moving into the strong right role, whereas we relied on him last year to lead the line or starting. I don't think he's good enough to be a, a first pick every week, but I think he was good enough to add value from the bench, and I think we, we do need to bring somebody in. Uh, to, to replace that? No, well, Peel's already said that it's not a, a priority to, to replace him. So it doesn't look like we're going to bring anybody in. 
we've got um, we brought in obviously Lammers, we brought in Dessers, uh, we brought in Danny Rio. Um, but looking at it going back, what you were we would say you were going to come on to it, and we are. Jolak last year eighteen goals, Fashion Sakala twelve goals, Alfredo Morelos twelve goals. Uh, and, and obviously Tavernier's going to stay with us, but it looks the, the way Tavernier's been playing, he's, he's not getting forward. So it looks like a lot of his goals are going to be penalties. Have we replaced these all these goals from all these players? The, the jury's still out, Davy. Let's be honest. Um, uh, like <laughs> proof will be in the pudding. Um, so I know we brought in Sima to be a Sakala type player, and we've Lammers, Dessers, Danilo, all these players you spoke about. I think we're trying to add goals in midfield as well, but. It's just, I, I thought it was a strange one in the grand scheme of things when you brought Scott Wright and Robbie Matondo, who contributed less. Fashion Sakala would have been the last one out of those three that I would have moved on. And because of his goals, and if you look at his goals last year, he, I know I'm saying he started more often than what I would have liked, but he was still a bit part of player and he got 12 goals. That's... Um, we need players to contribute like that. My my favourite season to always go back in terms of goal scoring contribution is two thousand and two, two thousand and three seasons. So we we had if memory serves me right, we had nine different players who scored more than twelve goals. Like nobody got thirty goals that season, but we had Stephen Thompson got 12 goals, Michael Moe, Shot Advaladze, Kozlukinija, Peter Lovenkrantz, they all chipped in with 12, 13 goals, and you need that, like, you don't always need a Chris Boyd type player who's got to score 40 goals, you, you need people to contribute, and I think Sakala having the ability to do that from the bench, it's, um, don't don't get me wrong, I don't want to overplay it, the early season won't um, hinge on the lights on whether or not fashion Sakala stayed, but I think that is a good point that we make well, we need the players we brought in to add goals to their game. Yeah, I know, I, I hate actually when you mention a, a, a Rangers hater, but John Sutton says that we're overestimating Cantwell and Raskin. Now, I, 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 know, I know that Sutton says things more in the hope that, uh, that, it, that, that it doesn't work. These players do need to step up. They do. I don't think, but I don't think we're overestimating them. I think we we are all fairly well in the in. I can't speak for every Rangers fan, but in the confines of this podcast and their group chat and the conversations we have, I think we're all very excited to how they're going to turn out um, and how they're going to develop. But the point does stand that they do need to continue to improve. Um, I, I think ration for the deep line playmaker, you, you, you want him to be aiming for five goals plus. Campbell, who's got a wee bit more freedom, he should be aiming for the double digits. You're spot on, Davy. Yeah, well, we'll need to see how this... Uh, I mean, I, I just think we're crying out for a winger. I, I, I really do. I think I think we've been crying out for a winger for years. Uh, we, we just don't seem to bring one in. And I don't think... Well, I'm going to go on to the Yilmaz and uh, Davies are, are out injured. So we're obviously going to be stuck with Borna Barisic. I don't see Bill replacing Borna Barisic. Have they? Has Tavernier and Barisic still got their legs to bong down the wing and still get back to to defend? Colin, are you? Do you think we should be looking for more backs? It's a hard one. Um, I, I think I'll come to them. We 
both separately. I think Borna Barisic is more a, a confidence um, issue. Um, where my, for me, he's not the first choice left back. I think he is a good option to have um, as backup and cover in competition. Um, if he was to move on, I think we need to do, replace somebody to challenge Elmaz. We shouldn't look to go and bring in um, somebody who's willing to be a, a plan B. But I think... Um, I think Barisic, he's never been a marauding fullback type player. He's never been the quickest. His his ability's always been in his cross balls and his his link up play with the winger. Um, so I don't think too much changes there. James Tavenier, I think he's he's one of the fittest players at the club. So I do think he, he does have the legs to do it. I don't think he has a I don't think he has the legs to do it sixty games a season. And that's always been my issue with James Tavenier. It's, he's never been any worse um, in terms of consistency or the all uh, his performances, he's a bit of a scapegoat, but we've never had somebody challenge him or been able to cover him since Nathan Patterson left. That's where Sterling comes in. So I think Davenir does have the legs, um, but if he if he does need rest or if he has a poor performance or whatever, they vote Dujon Sterling ready to challenge him. Uh, competition is what the fullbacks need. Okay, I'm going to. We've all already said that the 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 person doing the press conference it virtually plays, but I'm going to if Tavernier if we're using Tavernier to bomb down the wing, is Ryan Jack not the person to to cover in, instead of uh, Lundstrom because Lundstrom doesn't give you much cover, whereas Ryan Jack does cover a lot behind uh, Tavernier. I think so, and I think that's. That's something that he's done really well and they built up a really good relationship over the last few years. I, I think we're kind of going under the Gerrard premise here where when we played um, three, three men in midfield, Glenn Kamara would cover the left back and Ryan Jack would cover the right back. I'm, I'm still trying to work out what Bill's system is. I, I know there is a focus on the fullbacks to get forward, but I think the midfield shape is slightly different. I don't know if we're going to play with two anchors or maybe one holding midfielder. In Saturday, we've seen um, Raskin was the furthest back um, with Lundstrom and Dill asked to go forward a bit. So I don't quite know. Um, it is the honest answer. I, I'm still trying to work out the shape and the tactics we're going to do. And at the same time, it might not be too dissimilar for last year, but the players have probably tried to get used to the tactics as well. So um, I think it really depends on what Bill sets up with tonight. If it were, if we do need somebody to give protection to the fullbacks, I think Ryan Jack is your man. Somebody who, hi, a traditional more box to box, and Lundstrom probably, in fairness, has done that better than Ryan Jack in the past. So if you enter him tomorrow, Bill's already come out and said that he's not a. A certain certain star. Would, would you think? I mean, he's fit. Surely he's, he's been playing. He's been playing longer than the the the, the original or a Rangers team. Um, would you play him? He's match fit. He's he's sharp. He's halfway through the season. He's he's something we don't have in the midfield. He adds a completely different dynamic. Um, I would love to start him, but. I know we were talking about it in length in the group chat. I don't think he will. I think Bill does have a wee bit of that con- conservatism that Gerard does. Um, probably a wee bit less of a risk taker than what we like to admit. So I don't see him starting as much as I would love to see him start tonight. But I don't think it's happening. Jinky will. 
Um, no, I think we'll go with the try and trust it. I, I, I think that, that's that's my one problem with Beal. That um, if you look at the, the the Celtic game in the cup final last year, it was cup semi final, I think it was, where they left out Cantwell and uh, and Raskin together, which was for me was a crazy decision. But um, I, I, it just seems to make you know same at the weekend, leaving out Cantwell. I, I really, I, I, sometimes I don't understand his uh, his way of thinking, which which sort of puts me on to to the net and another subject. I'll come back probably come back to the game tomorrow. But um, it's been reported that Beal is one of the top runners for the Wolves job. He's knocked it back before. Uh, do you think the Rangers supporters will be saying, "Come, we'll drive you there"? Well, after the reaction on Saturday, uh, Davey, like, there's, there's, there is somebody that will uh, fucking chatter a fight to take him down to the Midlands, which I don't understand. I, I firmly believe Bill's the man for the job. Um, the first game of the season isn't going to change my opinion, but we're a fickle bunch of Rangers fans, um, so there will be some who are already writing them off. Um, I don't see... I, I don't see... This, this happening. Um, I know there was um, conversations had between Bill and Wolves when Bill was at QPR. He knocked him back in. And I think the biggest thing is, uh, I think he's seen what's happened to Gerrard and how big a jump up the Premier League is in terms of I don't want to say pressure because it's a very pressurised job he's got at Rangers, but you get less time in the Premier League. It's more cut through. Rangers, you, you will get the, the majority of the season. It's an absolute merry-go-round in the Premier League. Um, three bad results, and people are people are losing their, their jobs. Um, I don't think he will take actual shit for the same reasons he knocked that back last year. I think he will try and build his stock a wee bit more. Um, I think he's more invested at Rangers than he is QPR. I think he sees it as a bit more of a long-term job, and he can achieve more with QPR. Really, so all he can ever really do is game promotion, whereas Rangers there's a lot you can do, a lot of trophies you can challenge for, so um, I, I think it's a non-starter. Yeah, well, I, I think it will be as well. I think it would, uh, I, I don't see him, I don't see Bygrove kicking him out and Bennett kicking him out yet. I don't think there's there's been enough water under the bridge to, to, to go that far yet. But um, <laughs> I, must, I must admit, I'm starting to have my doubts. He makes some, some crazy decisions and uh, and the way we're starting to play football is so narrow. Uh, that try, I mean, so trying to bulldoze through the, the the other team's strongest points, which I which I don't really get. But um, yeah, that's that's probably for that's why it's good having me and you on the same podcast. You know, you're traditionally you you you're the glass half empty. Me, I'm the sunshine and rainbows in every scenario. So the, the, the balance is somewhere in the middle, David. I, I get what you mean. Like, I, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he can escape any sort of criticism at all. He has to take his fair share. I, I think it's too, I think we need to see how August plans out, uh, plays out. Sorry. There's a lot of football we played, a lot of players that are going to jail. And I think by the end of August, we'll start to see what he's trying to do. Yeah, well, yeah, as, as I say, I'll not keep harping on because I, I just I, I don't see Dowell. I don't see, and as, as I said in the podcast, and a lot of people say I talk all the press, but that's their opinion. I've got my opinion. That's just the other <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, um, I, I don't see, as, as I said in the, the podcast of the weekend, 
I think if, if people come out and they look at Dowell on the left wing, the, the, the right back will be thinking, yeah, I've got an easy job today. And that, that's if, if they had a, I said Ryan Ken, I mean a Ryan Ken, the way he was in his good time, bringing in a, another player, not Ryan Kent again, but bringing another player with the same way that he can beat players, that he can take three players on at once and beat them. We need a player like that. And I don't think Dowell's that man. What do you think? No, I think we're seeing Kieran Dowell play deeper in the midfield and, and he, He's playing on the left side of that midfield to try and link up with the fullback, but because uh, the attackers are playing more narrow, we don't have that Ryan Kent type player to pin back fullbacks. That's what the issue has been. So what? So far, we try to play very central, and what Ryan Kent did do well, even in his off games, is he stayed high up the pitch. He could he could move for own half to with the ball for up the pitch very very quickly in the transition. Defences were pinned back. We're not seeing defences are pinned back with this more narrow style of play, which is okay. You need to give somewhere, but if you really do that, you need to move the ball quicker. You need to be, you need, um, you need the midfield to link up with the fullbacks a wee bit better as well, which Kieran Dill hasn't done. And again, it's somebody's not played a lot of football. Um, I don't think Kieran Dill is going to be. The, the main man in the midfield, I think Sifuentes is going to come in and replace him. And then on the other side, it'll be Jack or Lundstrom. Um, but I think he, I don't know, I've seen, for what I've seen in the past, it turned out he's been a decent option. Um, I think it might just take a, a wee bit of time to come in. But I, I get your point. That's been my, my worry about not having any natural winners, um, apart from Sima and Matondo. Sima, we're playing him more centrally. Matondo. I don't need, I don't need to echo what I think of him, but I the Ryan Kent type player to push people back, it's it's not quite there. Well, I mean, if you look at the the games that we played at the beginning of the season, Newcastle and and the, the other game that we lost against the Greeks, um, it was it was a right back that was causing us trouble because we didn't have anybody to push him back. He was just free to 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 do his own thing. And because they they were playing with a winger as well, it was actually putting set times two men on to Borna Barisic, and Borna's got enough trouble with one man mostly. So, so it's uh, it's uh, just that, uh, yeah, okay. But I just think that's a, a position we we need to to cover, and we've, the, the one of the players that we've we've lost it. Anyway, Servet are, are absolutely going crazy because the British government has refused Gail on Dora. Do you do um on do you ah whatever you say this is one of these names again here I go um so no they've, they've refused him a, a a visa to get into the country so he can't play tonight do you think should should players that are coming in for a game of football need a visa uh, I mean it's if you travel anywhere for your work, I suppose in the modern day you need to abide by the countries, and this is just one of the things that we um, probably post Brexit that we're, we're dealing with. I mean, like Matt, the, the company I'm going to join, we have offices in, in Germany and the USA and stuff as well. So it's if I went for a day trip, I'd probably need it. So the footballers are not any different, um, I suppose. Um, uh, if this was a Rangers player, I'd be up in arms and I'd be absolutely different. But because it's not a Rangers player, I'm very much of a ah oh, well, shit happens. <laughs> and I get I'm um, I'm fickle with that. Um, and I think it, you 
you'll have different feelings on it depending on how it impacts you. But I think in the modern the modern day, just with the regulations and um, protecting footballers, they they go with all the same employment laws and rules as any other job. So I don't see that changing. I mean, I suppose it is something that could happen to Rangers with with Britain going out of the EU. It's uh, it's uh, very possible. That if, if, I think something to do with with the boy had been in Russia as well, which is which is something to do with it. I mean, if, if we ever signed a player from the the, the eastern part of, of Europe, then then it is possible that he's been in Russia and 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 he would get refused as well. So it's, it's something we just couldn't get hit with. Absolutely, and then uh, at that point, it is a, we will be up in arms about it. Um, it's, I think it's, it's just kind of labelled under what, what, one of those things, and you just need to hope that Rangers are are doing their legwork and their groundwork to make sure they avoid. Uh, if that if that was to happen, that you know they've put everything in place um, that they can, but. For a survey, it's unfortunate for them, but any any advantage we can get against any opponent, I'm going to take, Davey. Yeah, well, it's, we'll see. We'll see that problem when it comes. It's obviously, it's not a problem for us at the moment, but uh, it's, it's something that it, it could come up. And um, seemingly, Chelsea are after a player from Leeds uh, for twenty million, and. The papers are saying that that will open up the box for Gwen Kamara to move to Leeds United. I can't, I can't see Leeds United not have enough money to to buy Gwen Kamara as it is. Would you, would, do, do you think it's? I think it's funny that they've not bought more already if they really want them. I think it'll be the wage bill, uh, David. Uh, Leeds United, and again, like being a wee bit closer to um, the Premier League, just with trying to keep up with the boys in the Premier League um, show chat. Um, a wee shout out for that if you've not listened to it, folks. That dropped on Monday. Um, I, so I think it's Tyler Adams at uh, Chelsea Luna and he'll be in a high, high wage bill. So I think Leeds United are definitely interested in Glen Kamara, but because of that, I know they get the parachute payment, but because of the, the wage bill that they had, uh, Leeds... <laughs> I've no club plans on getting relegated, but after the seasons that Leeds had the last few years, they they weren't really planning. I think they were planning for um, life in the Premier League to go on for at least another two or three years um, before they need to start worrying about relegation. So it was a bit of a shock. So I think that is why they're going to move time reduce their wages slightly. It's not a fire sale, but I, I can see how that would work. Tyler, uh, Taylor Adams going to Chelsea, and then straight away Glenn Kamara comes in. But what I would be saying, um, unless something's already been agreed, but um, if if Rangers were willing to accept, uh, accept £5 million, um, if Leeds get an extra £24 million, I'd maybe be adding another another million or two on the Glenn Kamara's price tag, because you know that's that's what we need to do. We need to like clubs north of the border will absolutely milk every pound that they can get for Rangers and Celtic. The Rangers need to be doing that to the clubs down south south as well. So if Leeds United will get twenty four million pound in, for example, let's add an extra million or two on the going to manage price tag. especially when there's when there's extra extra teams for France and Germany interested in them for the same price range. Yeah, well, it's, it's also possible, of course, that they're late to the, the 31st of the month uh, of 10, 10, 10 minutes to midnight before they're going to make a move and the, the Rangers' prices dropped uh, 
right down. That's all that's possibility as well. A good old transfer deadline chicken, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who blinks first? Exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on, the Rangers have brought out the the, the normal um, warnings that season ticket holders are encouraged to get their their, their uh, tickets, uh, the smart cards checked and make sure that they're okay for the game. Uh, the World Cycling Champions on. Have you been watching that, Colin? Um, I've seen more than I was planning on it, mainly because I work in the city centre. So um, every time I'm going up and down uh, the train station or the bus stop, I'm stuck at the fucking barriers and the cyclists are driving past, waving at me, thinking I'm I'm there cheering them on. I'm just trying to get home, man, honestly. So I've no plan on seeing much, Davey, but I've, I've seen plenty of it. So, no, it's a bit of a pain. So um, I just, obviously, it's not just the city centre for MD who typically comes to the West End or parks at the West End, gets the subway over as well. Bear in mind the restrictions are in and around Kelvin Grove Park and Byers Road as well. So I just take your time and leave early as well. Um, honestly, the uh, this has done the better, my man. Just as well as finished for you coming over. Yeah, well, I'm in that area, so uh, that, that's that's where I'll be staying in the Kelvin Grove area. I mean, the, I can I can see the Kelvin Grove, the Kelvin Hall from out my my window. I, t- I think the indoors in the Kelvin Hall, but obviously, the, I'm going to get away. But the, the the Dutch commentator was when he was commentating on the the boy that fell at the last uh, at the last lap when he fell off. <laughs> <laughs> he was always saying, all he needs to do is get home now unless something happens. And just at that minute, the guy the guy went off his bike. Commentator's <laughs> cuss, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite funny. Anyway, coach parking, and they're also saying in the Albion that the, the, there's limited parking. No, I, I don't know um, how many cars can get into there, but obviously if... if you're not a regular and, and, and don't know the way there, then you, I think you're better parking somewhere else and getting the subway across. Uh, smoking zones, now, if you want to know that, you can go on to the the, the the website and find out where you can do that. Local community, um, they're not, if, if you just behave yourself, I think that's that's just around the eyebrows. What would you make? I mean, there's been a big thing about, obviously, I was there. Um, in Hoffenheim about the singing. Do you, do you, do you find that is it, is it something that should be done something about? What can he do about it? Um, self-policing isn't the answer. I'm going to really just put that out there. So I know it's always a, um, a conversation that pops up here and there um, in terms of, you know, if you see somebody singing bad songs or sectarian songs or whatever, then you're expected as a, the partner next to him to say, hold on, mate, Ronnie, sit that down. Not a chance, man. Like it's it's not my job. I pay my money. I pay I pay I want to go see Rangers. I'm not gonna then have to like start a security shift halfway through the game as well. It's not my responsibility. Um I think it's probably I don't want me to sound um, passive about it. I think it's a different conversation on um, what song, like, how, like, the rights and wrongs of certain songs, right? I think that's a completely different conversation and should it be punishable, blah, blah, blah. That's a different conversation for what we need to look at as a society and, like, in terms of um, hate speech and, like, what classifies as it. Um, 
from a Rangers point of view, I think we know the songs that get us into trouble. And for a, for a fan, that's why I don't sing certain songs. That's the biggest part of it. So the Billy Boys, I know that Rangers will get fined for it. I've no song it since that, rightly or wrongly. Um, I do think Rangers are doing this, are keeping the conversation open because we had a section of the of the stadium closed two years ago. The next step up for that is a full stand closure. Then the second step up is a full stadium ban. Rangers want to avoid that. So I, I think for me, it doesn't matter of the the of the why, blah, blah, blah. We, we know that the club are going to get shafted for it. So for me, I, I, I think just stay away from the songs. We've got a good enough songbook without it. Yeah, but I, I think it is uh, the away support that I'm more likely to do it than the, than the home support. I don't know whether that's bleaching that, that, that brings that in or uh, or whatever. Anyway, moving on, Colin, um, as I'm sort of conscious of the time now. You've still got work to do the whole day. I, I, I don't, but... Uh, well, I've, I've yeah. handed in my notice. I finish up next week, so I've got a wee bit more leeway. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. There's the biggest news of the day, Colin's getting a new job. I know, breaking news. I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned, is that, is that you going out the countries for, for you going to different parts of the well, world? Not, um, not quite yet. I'll be based in Edinburgh, but maybe in a couple of years' time, I'll, um, once I'm settled in, I'll maybe get a wee day trip to Germany or um, Texas or whatever. Wait, so, I don't know. I'll try and get in first and not get the sack first and foremost. <laughs> um, take it for there. Oh, well, commiserations about working in Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> you, could, you couldn't get a better place. <laughs> um. Rangers, I've said the Rangers women are going to women's football now. Rangers women have signed a defender, Elidai Austin. I think she's she came through the, the, the system, I think, uh, getting her first professional contract. Um, I'm not I'm not going to try and change it. You know more about women's football than I do, Colin, so you can leave this with you. Aye, so Ellie Austin, um, so I think she's... Um... I think she's uh, maybe the third player to step up from the youth academy. Um, also, we've seen Laura Berry, um, one of the other um, players who've st- stepped up for the, the youth academy. She wrote a first goal at the weekend as well. So th- there is a big, big push on the on the Rangers women set up to to have a, a transition for for the academy players and a pathway into the first team. And also because there's less money you spend in the Rangers um, women's side of it. Not not quite um, financially self sufficient yet, so we do need to put more of a focus on the on the young players. And in actual fact, it's something um, for the men's side of the game. We probably want to see more a better pathway. So good to see Ailey Austin step up. She's only eighteen years old. She was on loan at Hamilton Aki's last season, and um, I think she maybe played about 15, 20 games. She's done quite well. So I think it's some days who'll be able to add value um, in the, the the first team squad. I like how the Rangers women's team set up because with maybe three or four players um, stepping up for the youth academy this year, we've also uh, we've also signed five experienced pros as well. All all of them um, have a high like high caliber of experience. Um, ranges between ages twenty four to thirty. Even the twenty four year old has got three hundred. Um, First top flight games under their belt. Um, the um, Austin, who we signed for 
and elect. Um, we, we've signed Rachel Rowe, who's in her 30s, and she's scored like 200 odd goals in her career um, for centre forward. So we're balancing that these youth players out with the the experienced pros as well. And obviously the, the season starts on Sunday, and I think me and Graham will be at the game covering that for a press point of view. It's something that um, Joe Potter, the, the manager, She's got a good track record of working with young players um, and, and getting young players from either youth academy players to first team players or breaking into first team players to establish pros. So I, th- I think I think we'll see a bit more benefit of of young players coming through with Joe Porter um, in the manager's position. Yeah, well, you, you took the next question out my my, my mouth uh, with with the. Uh... The, the, the starting on Saturday the competition so that was uh, that was let's hope that the, the the women's team would get on well this season and, and manage to wrestle the league back from Glasgow City and obviously beating, beating the, them at the other side of the city is, uh, is always well then uh, we, we won the first cup of the season um, oh, I've just uh, I've just knocked my, my thing away um the Leach family were, were invited to the to the to the museum for a, a really great thing for Rangers to invite them, Colin. Obviously he was a, a Rangers boy and a lot of his architect to a lot of the stadiums, obviously including Ibrox. Um yeah, if you don't know, sir. Absolutely, and um it's a, it's a good it's, it's a lovely gesture for, for Rangers as well to invite the family um, of which um, and to, to commemorate them as well. It's something like it sounds very obvious that we should be doing it, but Rangers Rangers haven't done that well enough. Um, in the past, I've spoke time and time again about Rangers history and the memories of the the last 150 odd years as kept alive by supporters, by guys who run the, the Founders Trail, by guys like David Hale who write their books, Ian Hogg. Um it's it's all it's 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 labours of love that are keeping the Rangers history alive until the History Museum. That's why it's so important because we've got such a, a long illustrious career. We should be comm- commemorating the pioneers for every stage. And Archibald Leach is absolutely one of those uh, pioneers. Um, he's, you know, time and time again, these names pop up, and we, we've never heard of them. There's so many people who never heard of Archibald Leach. But if you, I'm not going, I'm not going to spoil it. But if you look at the how pivotal he was to the the works around the stadium um around Ibrox Park. Why are we no like singing about him until now? So that's what I really like about the museum. It's tailored to, to it'll change every few months where a, a new a new element will be added in and a new feature will be added in. Because it's important you can get everything for the Rangers uh, history in the one museum. So it should be a, a constant you know, a constant revolving door of what's on display. Um, so I'm getting really passionate. MD is listening to the pod for any time. Um, I, you know, I love my football history and I absolutely adore my Rangers history. So I'm really excited to get along and, and see this part of it. Yeah, well, I totally agree with you. Unfortunately, I didn't realise that uh, there was only a Founders Trail once every month or something like that. And unfortunately, I looked at during the week and it is fully booked for the time I'm back in Glasgow, so I won't get to see the, 
the founders trail. But I don't, I don't, I'll certainly go over. I don't know whether you, you can still get for the museum. I'll certainly be going over that way anyway and have a look and hope to get into the museum and have a look around. Um, anyway, I'm sort of finished up now, Colin, and I see the time. We've, we've nearly beat David Pollock's record. <laughs> so, um, anything you want to go off your chest uh, just now? Uh, no, just the Rangers will win three 0 tonight, and um, we'll be we'll be happy campers by tomorrow morning doing the news. Um, that's all for me. But thanks for having me, Davy. Yeah, it's great. It's great to talk to you in the morning. Uh, I, 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 yeah, you do a great job uh, doing it on your own. I don't, I, 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 I don't envy you of, of doing that because uh, you talk to yourself. Although you probably do talk to yourself half a day, so. <laughs> nobody else listens nobody else listens <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got that problem as well um, anyway I'm going to finish off Colin and uh, I'll wish everybody uh, a good day and hopefully we have a good evening this afternoon but uh, I was going for a 3-1 win for Rangers and hopefully that happens so all I can say is have a good day and bye bye <laughs>